Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Sustainable Finance Podcast, where you can expand your sustainable and ESG opportunities with insights from leaders in the field. I'm Paul Ellis, your host for these weekly conversations about developments in this fast-growing industry. 21st Century Investing, Redirecting Financial Strategies to Drive Systems Change by Steve Leidenberg and William Burkhart is the new book every financial advisor and asset manager needs to read now. Steve Leidenberg is without a doubt one of the key pioneers in sustainable investing. In 1990, with his partners, he launched the KLD 400 Social Index, the first socially responsible investing index. Today, it's the MSCI KLD 400 Social Index. In 2015, Leidenberg, together with Bill Burkhart, established TIP, that's T-I-I-P, the Investment Integration Project. Bill Burkhart is TIP's president. He is also a fellow of the High Meadow Institute and a member of the Advisory Council of the Investment and Wealth Institute's Wealth Board 100. My experience of working with Bill over the past couple of years is that he is one of the most exciting thought leaders of the new generation in sustainable investing. Hello, Bill, and welcome to the program. Thanks for having me, Paul. It's a real pleasure to have you join me today, and we're going to dive right in to Chapter 8 of the book, where you discuss a number of approaches being used around the world to move us from both conventional and sustainable investing to the next step, system-level investing. So, Bill, I think many investors and financial advisors think sustainable investing is the end goal. Tell us what system-level investing is. Yeah, it's a great starting point. So system-level investing is an extension of investment practices of the 20th century. So as times change, it is natural that investment will evolve as well. And as one advisor once asked us, if you went to a cardiologist who said you needed heart surgery and they were going to do do it the same way they did in the 1950s, what would you do? Well, you'd look for another doctor instead. And finance is no exception, right? Given the complexity and interconnectedness of the global economy today, along with the powerful role finance plays in shaping it, investors increasingly acknowledge their impact on the foundational, social, financial, and environmental systems underlying their investments and seek to manage the risks to these systems and optimize the rewards they offer. In doing so, they move beyond management of individual security risks and rewards as well as those of portfolios to focus on the risks that impact their portfolios across all asset classes. Those making progress adopt such tactics as investing in portfolios entirely targeted or heavily weighted towards social and environmental solutions and advocate for public policies that reduce systemic risks and advance the health and resilience of crucial systems. They engage at industry levels to set standards and norms They collaborate with others to amplify their influence, and they set clear goals for system level, not simply portfolio-related progress. And they report on their contributions to the achievement of these goals. So that, in a quick nutshell, is system-level investing. Well, thanks for those opening remarks, Bill. Now let's focus on three of the approaches moving us from sustainable to system-level investing. First is ESG integration, followed by impact investing, and then standard setting. Tell our listeners how investors and advisors 
can use these three approaches to manage system level risks and rewards and why it's imperative to do it now. Yeah, so, so these three, so these are um, what Steve and I have uh, long talked about as on-ramps to system level investing. So if you think of them on-ramps to a highway, well, the highway being system level investing. And so in the book, we highlight a number of these on-ramps and how each of these major themes in sustainable investment today can be used to incorporate a more holistic systemic approach. So for instance, Japan's government investment pension fund or GPIF is acting as a universal owner. Norge Bank Investment Management emphasizes long-term value creation for future generations. The Church of England Pensions Board has focused on the stewardship obligations of managing its assets. The KL Felicitas Foundation focuses on building the infrastructure for impact investment in the United States and around the world. The German insurance giant Allianz thoroughly integrates environmental, social, and governance or ESG factors throughout its products, services, and industry. And the Rockefeller Brothers Fund sets standards publicly for whole industries in order to manage the systemic risks it faces. So these approaches show how from different points of departure, investors can find that the logical extensions of their conventional and sustainability practices lead to a system level perspective. Taken together, these different approaches portray key elements of that perspective and provide a holistic sense of its potential. And ultimately, they illustrate the range of investors, big and small, institutional and individual, and the range of approaches required to drive large-scale systemic change. Now to the second part of your question, speaks to the nature of risks that threaten an investor's portfolio these days. They are the 21st century's fundamentally destabilizing, new and different social and environmental challenges. They are global. They have tipping points that once passed cannot be reversed. They are systemic risks in a highly interconnected and complex world, and they threaten long-term investment returns across all asset classes in ways that traditional risk management simply cannot cope with. Bill, the CFA Institute released the future of sustainability and investment management in December of 2020. This study provides recommendations on how to integrate sustainability concerns into investment practices. The report advises moving beyond traditional ESG practices to consider system level thinking. The key principles here is that there are multiple interconnected factors that drive the investment ecosystem that need to be recognized. And this recognition requires balance in our thinking that does not seek to oversimplify interconnected factors. What are the implications for the investment industry, the opportunities, challenges, breakthroughs that are needed for greater investor and asset manager awareness and action related to these complex factors? Yeah, so I think the importance of this development can't be understated. The CFA Institute endorsing system level investing is big. It also comes at a time of heightened concern for investors' responsibility for stewardship of their assets, one that policymakers and those concerned with corporate governance are gradually integrating the language of systemic risks into. So for example, in the UK Stewardship Code 2020, Principle four directs asset owners and managers to identify and respond to market-wide and systemic risks to promote a well-functioning financial system. 
and identifies climate change as among the, and I quote, systemic risks that may lead to the collapse of an industry, financial market, or economy. So in addition, the International Corporate Governance Network's Global Stewardship Principles states that investors should prioritize the mitigation of system level risk and respect for basic norms over short-term value. The implication of this shift for the investment industry is threefold, including around needed support for implementation, innovation, and collaboration. Basically, we need to better equip and train practitioners. We need to better prototype and pilot needed data, policies, and structures. And we need to get better about facilitating and scaling best practices and opportunities. All things that we have been working on at TIP and that will be taken to the next level with a major announcement about a month or so. But underlying all of this effort though is the understanding that the system level investing industry has been in a state of what we would call uncoordinated innovation with individual investors or groups of investors engaging in disparate system level investment activities. To get to the next level of development focused on marketplace building, we need to begin to develop centers of system level investing ideas and activities and best practices and shared infrastructure. So Bill, in 2019, TIP released Fundamentals of Sustainable Investment, a guide for financial advisors. Developed in partnership with the Money Management Institute, the guide summarizes why advisors should care about sustainable investment what exactly sustainable investment is, and how advisors can integrate it into practice management. Fundamentals was nominated for a 2019 Barron's Industry Award for Excellence in Sustainable Investing, and has served as the basis for industry trainings and continuing education sessions provided by the Money Management Institute, CFA Societies, and InvestNet, to name a few. Give our advisor audience an overview of this framework, and then using the concepts that you and Steve have developed in 21st century investing, explain how to use this process to serve client demand for addressing systemic risks and seizing opportunities to solve systemic problems. Yeah, so it's great to connect it back to that, particularly for advisors. So one of the things that we noticed about a lot of sustainable investing resources available to advisors when we set out to develop that guide was that they didn't really focus on the advisory process. And I happen to remember a particularly key interview with you, Paul Ellis, where you echoed that <laughs> comment and then fed us a lot of really practical insights. So as a result, the guide addresses pervasive industry myths about sustainable investing, disentangles the complicated web of vocabulary used to describe the approach and that you and I know clients come at with a whole range of different perspectives on and provides practical recommendations on how to help clients reach their sustainable investing goals. So outlining a practical four-step process for how advisors can talk with their clients about sustainable investment, it helps advisors to first prepare for conversations with clients about sustainable investment by learning about the sustainable investment products that are available to them. Second, discover client sustainability goals through structured conversations. Third, recommend strategies that reflect risk tolerance, financial goals, and sustainability goals. And fourth, and finally, manage sustainable investment progress over time through appropriate monitoring and reporting. 
This process can easily be leveraged to serve client demand for addressing systemic risks because it is predicated on addressing the motivations of clients, including around performance. So some investors, ESG issues, some investors believe that ESG issues can have a consequential or material impact on investment returns. And some kind of view it from values. So some of these investors desire to help build a world based on positive ESG values or a sustainable world and adopt investment strategies that align with these, value, with these values. So once the investor's motivations are clear, it is a rel relatively straightforward process of taking them through the four-step process in a way that will be digestible, effective, and ultimately customized to their needs and really the constraints on what you could actually provide them given their size or structure. That's great. I really appreciate that, that four-step process that, you, that advisors can take using the guide. And I, it's been very helpful to me in my consulting work with advisors. Well, I sure hope so, Paul. You helped create it. <laughs> <laughs> now, Bill, when we have discussed, or as we discuss, system-level investing on an ongoing basis, the issue that most readily comes to mind is climate change. But investors are now recognizing that income inequality, the gap between the very wealthy and the rest of society in income and wealth, is also a system-level issue. It's, the, it's of equal importance to climate change, but with effects that are being felt more immediately. The COVID-19 pandemic has made investors even more aware of this. So let's provide our listeners with some practical examples of how investors are addressing the most challenging systemic risks and opportunities of our time, climate change and income inequality. Sure. So more and more investors have woken up to the reality of climate change, right? So system level investors, however, are not satisfied with various holdings that tell a climate positive story or engagement with a few companies to up their use of renewable energy. Instead, they look to build a portfolio of companies devoted to solar energy, wind power, battery storage, next generation energy efficiency, sustainable forest products, regenerative agriculture, and the like that can provide a holistic view of what an alternative world could be. But, but they don't stop there. They participate in calls for mandatory disclosure on greenhouse gas emissions so they can make intelligent investment decisions. They join with their peers in global collaborative efforts like Climate Action 100 Plus with its five-year engagement strategy to reduce the GHG emissions of the 161 most systematically important corporations around the world. They create new markets for climate-friendly investment products like green bonds and support the setting of voluntary and government-backed standards for what defines those markets. They urge trade associations not to work against their members' calls for climate action and they support regulatory measures that promote the development of climate-friendly industries through subsidies, tax abatements, preferential purchasing programs, carpet pricing or taxes and the like. They look for leverage points within systems that can catalyze change. They set goals at a system level and measure their progress towards those goals. And this is the same with another issue like income inequality. So system level investors ask not only what they can do for this or that portfolio, but what initiatives they can take that will create fundamental change in the system that has generated growing income inequality at the start. So how can they lessen the problem of income inequality itself 
and reduce instability in the system while enriching the universe of prospects in which they might invest and create a rising tide of opportunities for all. So they look for leverage points within the current system that will drive change. This means, for example, advocating for setting of a minimum wage, not just by one firm, but in a locality, state, or nation. The same can be said for other key leverage points, such as diversity, unions, and workers' rights, taxes, and safety. They want to see to it that industry standards are set, voluntary if necessary, regulatory if possible, and demand that government enforce the laws and regulations already on the books. They recognize that to make system level change happen, one voice alone is not enough. System level investors join with their peers to amplify their message on the importance of addressing income inequality and increase their influence. They ask questions like how else can they control the systemic risks that income inequality now possesses or poses and create the investment opportunities they need? How else are they going to keep from making income inequality worse? Thanks, Bill. That's an awful lot uh, for advisors <laughs> to have on their plate, right? Indeed. <laughs> and it's also very important that they consider all of these issues. Uh, I, I, I couldn't be more clear from my own perspective that this is the deep dive point that advisors need to be at in going forward, especially with clients that are serious and focus on system level investing. So let's also explore the role of advisors and the implications for practice management around these complex issues in meeting client demand for addressing these risks and opportunities. Yeah, well, I think you hit the nail on the head there, Paul. I mean, this is this is the $200 trillion question. How, what is the role of advisors here? And I think all of this is super important when we think about the implications for practice management for advisors in meeting client demand for addressing these kinds of risks and opportunities. And one of the examples we highlight in 21st Century Investing is that of the Jesse Smith Noyce Foundation, a family foundation with a mission of promoting social justice. So in 2016, when Noyce began a search for external managers, it faced a new challenge, one that was emerging for investors' concern with sustainability at that time. Who among the growing number of asset managers purporting to offer sustainability products had a true commitment and deep expertise. And in issuing the kind of request for proposals they did, the foundation asked typical due diligence questions around managers' experience, investment processes, and expertise, as well as their knowledge of influency and sustainable investing. But it also worked in questions that spoke to the ability of the manager to help facilitate the full activation of noise assets to create, and I quote, long-term systemic change. To this end, Noyce included the following questions. How can our mission-aligned investment portfolio drive the creation of systemic impact in the areas of social justice, equality, human rights, health, and diversity? Are there external initiatives or targets, such as the United Nations Sustainable Development Goals, or the SDGs, that might influence our portfolio? The implication for advisors is that they now need to understand how to answer these questions, both from a client retention perspective but also from a client recruitment perspective, particularly now that more of these kinds of questions are gonna be showing up in RFPs. And these asset owners really do need to understand what they're looking for, how to ask the questions, and then how to probe further with potential managers. So investors are grappling with what amounts to essentially a due diligence problem, that the familiar frameworks of philosophy, process, people, portfolio, and performance, as well as sustainability impact don't quite speak to. Hence the role of the advisor to help advise investors answer these questions. 
as one advisor put it to us at one point, this is really the opportunity for the advisor to put the art back into the art and science of financial advising services. Okay. So advisors have a lot to think about, a lot to work on uh, and uh, engage around these more systemic issues with their clients. We've um, been talking with Bill Burkhart today. And Bill, I, I would like to keep going. Uh, I, we've got a lot more we could talk about for sure. <laughs> we sure do. <laughs> and we will continue these conversations. But for today's uh, podcast recording, I want to thank Bill Burkhart, co-author of 21st Century Investing, Redirecting Financial Strategies to Drive Systems Change for, for joining me on the Sustainable Finance Podcast today. And Bill, by the way, thanks for offering Sustainable Finance Podcast listeners a 20% discount when they order 21st Century Investing from the publisher, Barrett Kohler Online and use the discount code SFP20. That's Susan Frank Paul 20. And how can our listeners learn more about TIP or contact you about our podcast discussion today, Bill? Well, I think they can easily reach out to you, Paul. <laughs> so that's a good point of contact. Otherwise, they can definitely visit our website. So it's tiiproject.com. Um, and we publish quite a bit of thought leadership, publicly available goods on the website. We also can be reached there to discuss um, in various engagements and initiatives that we're up to. Um, and hopefully people will be able to check us out here once again with you, Paul, uh, in the not too distant future. Thanks again, Bill Burkhardt, president of the Investment Integration Project and co-author of 21st Century Investing, redirecting financial strategies to drive systems change. And to our listeners, please join us again next week for another episode. I'm Paul Ellis, your host for the Sustainable Finance Podcast.